everyone to another at the round table. We're coming to you live from bbsradio.com, station two. Very glad you're with us this evening. My name is Caroline Oceana Ryan, and I'm an author and channeler. I won't be the host. That'll be our Faction Three White Knights, Rama Berkowitz and Tara Green, and they'll be on shortly. And we're also joined here by our other wonderful co-hosts, energy healer and bioenergetics expert, Vinayak, energy healer, Randy Miller, and our wonderful uh, panel of commentators, you might say, from the Great White North, Micah Green and Penny Christofferson. So as always, this is a very international, sorry, interactive show. It's international as well, but a very interactive show. So please do call in if you've got a question or a comment for any of the co-hosts. And it doesn't have to be about the exact issue we're discussing, but please do call in if you'd like. The numbers to call for Station 2 are 888-429-5471. That's 888-429-5471 or 323-744-4841. 323-744-4841. So to start us off, we'll just have a quick meditation and we'll bring on Rama and Tara. And I like to read the law of one, if that's all right. Um, There's so much talk about unity now and how badly needed it is. And how unity consciousness can assist this earth, assist humanity in awakening and moving into the fifth dimension in really beautiful, dramatically different and yet calm and peaceful ways. And we, as we grasp that we're all one, that beautiful miracle can start to happen. So that quote that we like to read in the show is, we are all one. When one is helped, all are helped. Therefore, in the name of who I am, and I am one with all there is, I ask that only that which is for the higher good of all happen now and always. I give thanks. It is done. It is done. It is done. So might it be. Okay, wonderful. So just, if we can just uh, take a moment for ourselves where we're just sort of going into our breathing Becoming very conscious of our breath. Maybe just breathing in through the nose with mouth closed. And when you're ready, breathing out through the open mouth, sort of a ha sound. And continue with that. And we'll ask all of the ascended masters, particularly St. Germain, to surround us. We'll call St. Germain forward, and we're going to employ a powerful tool that you'll hear a lot on these shows, which is the absolutely powerful transmuting violet flame of St. Germain. And if you want to see that flame enveloping with love and with transmuting power, certain areas of density... Certainly in the U.S., we've had mass shootings lately that have been horrifying. 
There are wars going on. There's starvation in a number of regions, extreme drought, flooding in other areas, such as in Eastern Australia. We're not just sending light. We're sending the violet flame. And if you want to put the entire earth inside that flame, that's fine. And we can all encircle this globe right now. And just hold in our hearts the phrase divine intervention. Full fifth dimensional consciousness. Unity consciousness. And an awakening to divine love. And if you want, just image the human race with the crown chakra, the top of everyone's head. If you see just one person in your mind or feel it happening for yourself, then know that it's happening for everyone. And we're calling in divine higher light. And beautiful, beautiful higher light is streaming down. So we're experiencing a diamond light, heart activation. We're experiencing the power of the transmuting flame, assisting particular issues all over the earth. And we're enveloping the whole of the earth herself in that flame. And as we do that, we're imaging the kind of light pouring in and the response of humanity to that light that is pure awakening. And just image people wherever they are in the world suddenly kind of blinking and looking around them as if they've just awakened from a dream. They've come out of a trance state. They've come out of hypnosis. They're glancing around them as if they've never seen their surroundings before. And they're seeing everything glowing with a higher light. And what if everything in your room, your home, your property, your neighborhood right now started glowing with a beautiful higher light? And everything just felt like a miracle. Including your own body glowing with that lovely warm brilliance and really friends the only way we're going to experience the fifth dimension is by calling it forth and opening to lifting our own consciousness to that level and it starts in the heart doesn't start with information i know it's great to get a lot of information we're obsessed with it in the modern world but it's going to start in the high heart and just put your hand in your heart space, right? The high heart, maybe around the, the collarbone area, and just say yes. Divine intervention. Yes. Global awakening. Yes, we accept. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Thank you so much, everyone. So I'll hand that talking stick over to our friends Ramantara. And it's going to be their evening. And um, I don't actually have uh, an energy update other than to say 
drink a lot of water and get more rest because it's coming in hot and heavy <laughs> from that sun of ours and it's going to continue. So Ramantara, we'll pass it over to you. Thank you. Thank you, Caroline, so much. Rama's busy getting the report off of the off of the computer. Uh, we've been working right up to the moment to get that uh, transcribed with our sister Penny. So they're working together back there. So you got me. <laughs> and uh, thank you, Caroline, for the meditation. And thank you, everyone, for attending. And our brother, Randy, will have some sharing. And Micah and our sister Penny's here. I'm sure she's got something to say. We'll let we'll be let known. And um, our brother Vinayak is holding the light at the highest level behind the scenes. And that presence is very gratefully, happily accepted and received for that's quite the work that we all are doing consciously or not. Uh, So this is about becoming conscious of who we are for sure. And um, there is messages that Rama keeps on getting that are just extremely upbeat uh, in terms of what we're getting from our faction three white knights. Um, and I think I could uh, just thank everybody. I uh, I want to thank uh, 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 BBS radio, especially there is no other radio station that would even consider what we have to share. And I am just grateful for what, what that connection means here and now. And um, our psychic medium uh, and soul historian, Omina, is uh, she's traveling and she's teaching who she is and what she is and how she is uh, to the world out there. Thank you so much. And... um, Here we got our sister Caroline, most gratefully present in our lives always. And I I would say that we'll give these numbers out uh, as we go along and as anybody wants to call in. There are two of them. One is 888-429-5. Four seven one. I'll say that one more time. Eight 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 four two nine five four seven one. And the second number is three two three seven four 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 eight four one. Three two three. Seven four 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 eight four one, and so mode it be. And 
Joy is the name of the energies that are pouring in right now. Joy, joy, joy. And I will say that our see our report. Um, Tara. Yes, Penny. Uh, yes, I, I'll say that, um, I will just say that the energy that I've been talking about over the last few days is one of abundance. Um, I, I can't, I've never seen so many uh, Saskatoon bushes in bloom and fully in bloom uh, as I've seen this year. And I've talked about what's, uh, I've talked before to various folks about my elephant ears plant. I've never seen it grow like it's growing at the moment. It's, it's a phenomenal plant. And um, there was a third thing that I thought about that is just fantastic. And then the other thing that I wanted to add is that the, um, you're talking about uh, the, the Dalai Lama and um, his friend who just died that you're talking about that movie, right? That documentary, is that what you're trying to do? And I misfiled, I misfiled the notes. That's why we haven't found them yet. Well, he's found them now. He's got them, but I misfiled them. Oh, that's what happens when you're in too much of a hurry. (laughs) Yes. Penny, just, but you do so kindly turn down your volume on your end. Okay. You just got a very powerful voice. Is that better? That's better. Okay, good. Thank you for reminding me constantly. Okay. (laughs) I was just going to say that it's Desmond Tutu that um, His Holiness the Dalai Lama and Desmond Tutu are giving a little talk. We'll share that probably not tonight because that'll be something for tomorrow or Saturday. But uh, those are two of the closest friends in life and Desmond Tutu is, uh, I would call him an ascended master at the moment, uh, offering his service to all, all of humanity from the other side now. And um, I would just say that maybe what we can do is go around a little bit and have a little chat with a few other people till Rama gets in here with his report. Um, so how about you, Micah? Are you there? Greetings. Nice and loud now. Can you hear me? Now I can hear you. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Very good. And greetings to all of our listeners from around the planet and throughout the cosmos. Well, folks, I myself have been very, very busy over the past number of weeks, as have many within the Keshe Foundation, the Universal Council members and Earth Council members and knowledge seekers within the Keshe Foundation have all been working diligently towards a monumental achievement 
that will go down in the history books as the greatest paradigm shift in recorded history. On June 6, 2022, as has been promised for months and months now by Mr. Kesh, for the release to the public of the Universal Flight Enhancement Spaceship Unit. The first 10 people who have already booked their session in Linz, Austria, will be the first ambassadors of Earth to test these units with their souls and their physicality. Mr. Kesh has been in teaching workshops with many of the different languages of the world to bring news and updates very recently over the last week on the release on June 6th in Linz. I highly encourage people to tune into Mr. Kesh's Zoom conference from last Saturday, the 28th of May. And then John Bliven, who is the managing partner for the Kesh Foundation Arizona Plasma Wellness Center, did an interview yesterday. It is absolutely profound. Now is the time that we move forward and bring about this new paradigm shift on this planet. And through this, we will gradually bring about peace on earth by elevating the souls of everyone on this planet, including the world leaders and religious leaders. Now, at the very same time, a man by the name of John Austin who has been at uh, in network marketing and uh, health and wellness since 1964. 58 years in the health and wellness and network marketing business. He created Shop Freemart back in 2016, and I have watched that company turn into a global company, shipping worldwide over the past six years with a 95% plus positive review feedback from all of their members. Shop Freemart is the backbone behind New Gen Universe, which from my understanding is within Nasara Law, and this is part of the humanitarian projects that are rolling out as we speak. John just announced on the last webinar from last Tuesday, the registration numbers for their banks, one is in the Cayman Islands, attached to a trust company, and another with a head office in Florida and is licensed in all 50 states as an internet banking corporation. So New Gen Universe is an umbrella corporation that houses multiple assets and businesses that are all aligned with humanitarian projects. For example, John said on the last webinar, that for far too long, we have been using dirty energy to power our planet. He said, if we continue down this path of using dirty energy and backwards banking and business practices, that we will destroy all life on this earth, including humans, animals, and all plant life. It is now time that we take the reins and bring about a shift on this planet so that we can move forward into an abundant and prosperous future for all life on this planet. John also announced the world's first hydrogen cell batteries, 100% recyclable clean energy. It can produce electricity from hydrogen and organic matter. The applications of this technology are worldwide 
and they have already been in discussion with entire countries to develop contracts for this technology. They can also produce medical grade oxygen at one tenth the cost currently available. And lastly, they've just released their travel coin where they have multiple contracts with airlines and hotels, Airbnbs and resorts, and uh, car rental agencies, etc. As the travel industry is coming back with the boom now after being many people being very tired of being locked in their homes for the past two years. So I feel that there is so much to be grateful for and so much to look forward to with a very, very, very bright future ahead of all of us. I encourage everyone to get out into nature as much as possible on a daily basis. Take up a new practice or if you already are doing uh, yoga or qigong or martial arts, etc., I recommend to doing it in nature as the weather begins to be more like summer again for those of us in the Northern Hemisphere anyways. And with that, I pass the talking stick back to you, Tara and Rama. Wow, I am, uh, I am in awe, sir, <laughs> with what's unfolding. And I pass the talking stick to you, Randy. Thank you, Rama. Well, I'm going to continue to talk about what Micah was talking about. I'm going to go into a little more depth of what these all-purpose plasma fight simulation. You decide where you go. You are the captain of your flight, Mr. Kesh. It is time for change. It is time for progress. We're launching the voluntary all-purpose plasma fight simulation experience using the Kesh plasma technology in preparation for the flights of deep space travels. Regardless of the condition one has developed, everyone is welcome to apply and participate in this world-changing event, a progressive shift in the new space technologies. So 10 people are going to go in the first day. It has not been decided yet if this is going to be televised. That's up to Mr. Kesh because this is no one has seen this technology on the planet before. It's never been here. He was talking the other night about when they were doing some work and he looks up and there's plasma domes and there's ships and, oh, they're here. That's fine. Come down, guys. I'd like to talk with you. As a matter of fact, you're more than welcome to come into these units. We'd like to have that data. Because you have to realize that these machines are not powered by anything from Earth. They're plasma energy. When Rama would step into this machine, he would touch the machine. His soul would fire the machine up. And then since he's the captain, he's been doing training, he should have no problem flying around. He has to decide, though, on which way he's going to fly. 
is it going to fly physically when she's going to take the ship out of the room and out the roof and fly that way? Or is it going to fly with his soul? And the machine will accommodate whatever that is. It will record every single experience that his soul has. Rama gets out, Tara gets in. It would record every single thing that Tara does. Add infinitum to every single person. So if a Chinese man goes in, and then an Arab man goes in, and then an Indian man goes in, and then I go in and I want to learn Chinese, my soul can access the information from that man's soul and I will speak and understand Chinese fluently. This is the technology that is here on this planet right now. And it's going to be fired up on Monday. So hang on, because no one knows what's going to happen when this unit is fired up. So you can imagine when we have units in Iran, units in America, in Arizona, and units in other places, and we start to form grids. And we start to broadcast the peace energy of plasma. This will change the planet. If someone wants to go into that machine and sit with a politician, soul to soul, and talk to him, that can be done. As long as the other soul agrees. This is all also about agreeance. You just can't go invade someone else's space. No. And you cannot use the technology for war. It won't even fire up. If you go in and you have any thoughts of using it to kill or harm, nothing will happen. You'll, you'll just get out. Because nothing will happen. The machine won't fire up. So you have to realize, Mr. Kesh said, I've stopped going to the lab. All of you may ask why. Because I keep adding new stuff and adding and adding and adding and adding. If I don't stop adding, it's never going to get to the public to be used. So this is it. These machines that are going to be fired up on Monday is accumulation of thousands of years of work throughout the universe. And it's got every single, it's got the life enhancement unit, it's got the, uh, the horizontal unit, it's got everything. It's got the teleportation, what I, I just, let's call it a teleportation unit, because that's basically what it is. That's all there. That's all accessible. So just imagine now, a year from now, I want to drive, I don't want to drive down to Roma, I don't want to drive all them hours. I'll just, Go into my little unit. I'll say, I want to go to Rama's house. Bang! I'm there. Instantly. These are the things that are coming for the planet. But before all that happens, we must have peace. Real peace. Not just a bunch of men going to Switzerland in, in their airplanes and telling us, we have to save the climate. 
sit down for a thousand a dollar a plate dinner and say, okay, we had a pretty good time this week. Let's get together next month and do the same thing. Because that's all that really happens at these meetings. A lot of talk, some action, but not for the good of the planet. So, folks, like Mike has said, spend some time in nature. I went out and I had breakfast with Jack the Squirrel this morning and watched him eat and run around and sipping on my coffee. And then I went out. There was a crow down the road, down in the thing, looking for worms. I walked down there and talked to him a little bit. And he said, you know, why don't you cut the bloody lawn? Like, I can't find the worms. You cut the lawn, the worms will come out. Okay, well, I'll do that tomorrow. Don't worry. The crows are going crazy a while ago. Folks, talk to nature. They, if you talk to them in your mind, in your soul, they know you're talking to them. Happens to be I can imitate a crow pretty good. So I caught at him back, and he looked back at me and said, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm going back now. It's time for breakfast. So, folks, talk to the animals just like you talk to your friends. They do understand. And hang on, because if you think the energies are high now, just wait. It's going to ramp up higher and higher and higher and higher. And why? Because we're all adjusting. The planet's adjusting. The cosmos is adjusting. The more we adjust, the more we're going to accelerate this. I pass the talking stick back to you, Rama. Um, oh, uh, I just would say with all of that, uh, I would take a little ride to go talk to my father and bring the next step. <laughs> That's exactly right. You can see anyone in the universe, anyone that's on the other side. Because at that level, there is no science. That's right. You know, Randy, I, when you, I'm sorry. Go um, ahead. When you were reading, I was getting this image and I said it to Rama. I said, you know, we're all here together. And wouldn't it be neat? You know, there are people that really need to get in Kesha's units like Pronto. It's, yeah, like yesterday, as soon as they're open. And wouldn't it be neat, because they know, if the galactics would just bring their spaceship right over the place where the person needs the help and beam them onto the ship and take them to the unit and beam them down into the unit and all done. Well, that's a good question, because some of the galactics want this technology because they don't have it. Oh, well, those aren't the ones that we're talking about. No, that's true. That's true. But some of them do not have this technology. And Mr. Kesha had said there are different beings he knows of that basically want this flight technology because they, they're not that it's little different levels of awareness. That's yeah. what it is. It's just different levels of awareness. And when you when you drop the facade and the crap and realize that, you know, you're your best friend, you're your own twin soul first. Love yourself first. You'll never find your so-called twin or whatever you want to call it until you love yourself. Yeah. And that's the problem on the planet. Yeah. Nobody loves themselves anymore because if you take a look at what's being done. 
sometimes I take a okay, what's on the TV? What's on the TV set tonight? What are people watching? Cop shows, lawyer shows, fire truck shows, death, killing. It's, there's no the entertainment is nothing but death and killing. There's no entertainment. I haven't owned a TV for years. I will not watch it. I just stay away from it. So, you know, you take the average Joe Plummer. This is why the Galactics, no wonder they have so many, because we're going to need that many to help people just like that. Because when these changes happen, there's a lot of people that are going to be in shock. They're going to need love, compassion. They're going to have to be told very gently of what's going on. I pass the talking stick. I was going to say thank you, Randy, for that. And also, uh, the world, as you were saying, uh, it seems to me that the human race has become more advanced than some of the off-planet races who are not privy to this new technology. Didn't that what you just said? Mm-hmm. That's right. Because the one thing, the one thing, human beings have the highest range of emotions of all beings in our galaxy. I don't know about the other ones, mm-hmm. but in our galaxy, the human beings on Earth have the highest range of emotion. There's a lot of galactics that want to learn about emotion, but they don't have a body. So when we make this shift from, I just, I put it to a friend the other day. Look, at the old days before you got ascension, you figured everything out, you had to die and leave the body. Mm-hmm. Well, what if you don't have to die? Right. You keep the body, you do the same thing. That's what we're doing. And that's why it takes a while. It's not going to happen overnight. It's a process. It's a process. The animals already know. They already know. And they're trying to tell us things and the way animals do. Mm-hmm. And the way animals do. Your pets, folks, look at your pets. Look them in the eye. They'll look you back. They'll do certain things. When your cat rubs up against you, he's giving you energy. Mm-hmm. He's telling you, I have so much energy, I'm going to give you some. <laughs> okay, I pass the talking stick. <laughs> okay, so all that being said, you know, in general, there's been this huge gap between galactic beings that are off the planet and human beings that are on the planet. And I remember mother said this one time, she said 95% of all the species on and off the planet have some human DNA, some 95%. So the perfection of divine humanness evolved upon this planet over, I'm just going to say, in whatever etheric or physical form, uh, this this etheric physical from the very beginning 
450 billion years of this. And that causes us to pause a moment. <laughs> like, pause. And um, the more advanced humans that are here now and keep coming back, they travel intergalactically, interdimensionally, interuniversally over these these billions of years and they gather wisdom our friend Omina I'm not talking about her because she's not here but she said this so many times she says I'm not coming back here (laughs) just not and neither here nor there the ability to time travel and to connect and to establish relationships from all time-space continuums is infinite. And nobody actually dies. Even as the body goes, that's not us. Nobody actually dies. And of course, at different levels of awareness, as we end up not caring for the physical, so it leaves us, then we go to something called the Antares Arcturus Midway Station. And we get reintegrated into galactic law. And it could take a moment. It could take, you know, a week. It could take years. It could take millennia. And there's a, there's a relationship with the evolution of time and space and planets and asteroids where the the uh individual soul goes through various learning experiences and it's all unique it's extraordinary and we're at this place where not only planet earth is ascending and there are billions and billions of planets in this milky way galaxy And Mother Earth is the 33rd planet to ascend among these tens of billions of planets. That's another uh, very incomprehensible moment to contemplate. It's a big deal. What do you want to share a little bit about what you talked to with your galactic friends about this, Rama? <laughs> what I could say that as Randy and Micah have been saying that as you get in these units, there are parts of our soul memory that can come back into place where some of the answers we don't exactly know how to bring into articulation can be brought into manifestation and what I have experienced with the galactics is like the best way I can describe it is um, before and after enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. So as we are immortal, we still chop wood, carry water if we want to. 
And whether it's, you know, 1,500 years or 15,000 years um, or a year, uh, we are experiencing this moment. And if I am to understand it correctly, Mr. Cass is opening it up to the world. That is a good thing in the context of the whole timeline that's being played out right now that I keep referring to from the Hopi prophecy as the zigzag path to nowhere. They're playing it out as we speak. And I mean, for the last eight days, all we've been hearing about is guns. And I don't mean to bring the energies down, but... And dead bodies, lots of dead bodies. And dead bodies. And here we're talking about bringing physical immortality into the realm right here. And like you said, Randy, as you have thoughts other than perfection, these units won't work for that kind of energy. And it's coming to the place here where I would say the quantum field is pushing people to say it's time, it's enough. The weapons of war need to be you know, destroyed. In this last week here in the city of Santa Fe, they actually took an AR-15 and an M-16, AK-47, melted them down with a metal forge, and then they formed a shovel and a pick and a hammer and uh, a hoe. And a hoe, right. Yes. And we're turning swords into plowshares. This is what needs to happen, like the man said. And I want to e- reiterate this. When you stand in the presence of Admiral Sananda Kumara, who is, for all intents and purposes, on this planet, yes, you the radiance, magnificence. He did not teach about AR-15s. No. It's about how can we help feed our neighbor next door. And I'm not going to go into any lectures. I'm just saying, when you stand in the radiance of that energy, there are no words. That's what's happening right now. And this is how we get to space because it's through the heart it's not (laughs) in one of elon musk's sex toys that he sends into space and he need to call it like it is because um the men on this planet have problems i'm speaking uh you know as well i have had my issues you know growing up in l.a seeing the crypts, the bloods, the gangs, who's right, who's wrong, whose side are you going to be on, whether you're white, blue, or green, 
whether you live or die. And um, there are planets that are behind us, like um, Cryon has talked about and many others that I think I remember you having somebody on, Caroline, that spoke about how there are folks that are still learning about uh, plows and oxen and farming. And I am just saying, right at this time, something huge is about to happen. And it is about our planet ascending us along with it. And this will affect the other planets in this solar system and galaxy. We're all kind of ascending and everything is moving up in octave. And what I could say that is right now in this moment, um, How can we best serve each other and the whole of humanity? And it, it, it is about, you know, Lord, make me an instrument. Where there is such hatred, let me so love. And that's the first thing going on here as we want to interact with folks from other places other spaces we best get along with each other and get over the issues about the color of skin number one otherwise uh, there are some solutions and i won't go into that or no more violence <laughs> no, for anything that's correct that doesn't work that's the old timeline what I did want to say is that what we can do is we can pray rain for South and Southeastern Africa. Yes. There are whole swaths of countries there where they're starving. Uh, they can't grow because there's no rain. There's been a coup. I mean, a not a coup, a ceasefire in Yemen, and the news across the planet haven't talked about that today. That is astounding. All of a sudden, out of the blue in the last 24 hours, Yes, Yemen declares a ceasefire. Yeah, and they're holding talks and trying to figure out the next step. So again, the powerfulness of a small group of concerned citizens like we are having here of concerned folks. Um, and as we listen and hear the rain, rainbow light coming and speaking through each of us, uh, and we make sure to remember that it's as if everybody is right beside us, that we can be heard in whatever language the energy gets translated as we stay in our high heart with purpose together when i go and i talk to the deer or the crows ravens or the rabbits or the um coyotes 
I send them pictures. They send me back the pictures. This is the universal language, the Solex Mall, the language in the book, in that book called The Master Symbols of the Solar Cross. As you learn the geometric symbols, it's just as simple as a sphere, a circle, a tetrahedron, a icosahedron. A cat knows what an icosahedron is. <laughs> I'm just saying it's it's use the force. It's that simple. I pass the talking stick. Oh, Rama, before you pass the talking stick, have you got any insights about specifically about the kinds of energies that are coming in right now? I'm just curious about that. What I am seeing with the sunlight coming in in different parts of the day is like these radiant columns of energy that reminds me of like an early morning sort of sunrise where you would see it like the columns in Greece or Atlantis and... um I'm just seeing different variations and gradations of the sunlight in different parts of the day, how it changes, and it changes by minute by minute, hour by hour. And that's why the human resonance is going crazy, and you know uh, everybody else is feeling the ascension symptoms. And what I sense is great excitement, the uplifting of the energies, aside from all the war talk and, you know, the um, folks with guns, there is this radiant energy that is just lifting us and the planet up. And it is so strong. It is present every single moment. As you just tune into it, you hear it. And it is loud. <laughs> it is so loud. I hope that answers, Caroline. But, you know, I feel like your sensitivities are more powerful than most people's. So when you say it's loud, do you hear actually inwardly hear like a ringing sound or? Uh, I hear a tone. That right. I hear a tone and it almost reminds me of just this incessant tone that's always there in the background never goes away and some people might call it tinnitus but I wouldn't call it that and this ties into what I've been talking about with the white knights and others the um the electromagnetic generators, I call them subetheric generators, because that's what Tuella called them in the various books she wrote, like Master Symbols of the Solar Cross. There's one under Taos Mountain. There's one under the Giza Plateau. There's uh, subetheric generators under the pyramids in Mexico in Bruschetti, uh, Romania, all the, you know, 
uh, Bosnia, I'm getting the names mixed up, but all of this is tied in with the Bulgaria, not Bosnia, Bulgaria. Yeah. But it's tied in with the um, the pyramids and the ley line, song line, dragon lines all around the planet. Under René Le Chateau, there is a subetheric generator. All of this ties in. Tell with- people what's there. There's there's beautiful um, old paintings down there. And there's levels. I think there's at least four levels deep. Yeah. And there's all kinds of ancient scrolls and many, many things that tell the story of Yeshu and his journeys with his friends. The the point I'm making is that this tone I'm hearing it comes from the subetheric generators and it just tells me, you know, everything is functioning within normal parameters and it's really going up. And it's not to be concerned about, but it's to be aware that um, the frequencies of the planet are being raised to the level of ascension because the rest of the solar system is nearing that point, as well as our sun going through its transfiguration. All of this is in conjunction with this uh, transfiguration. Our scientists on the planet don't talk about it. They talk about it as climate disruption, climate change. And they give that figure about 12 years, give or take of some kind of massive change. And they speak of it as the sixth global extinction. There are things going on, but it is about the frequencies going up and the shift in the uh, resonance of the magnetic field as well as us. And it's all connected with all these different magnetic grid lines, power lines, and the various areas that we're connected to as we live near these. I'm sure that there's subetheric generators under the um, areas of Sedona, because that's a huge vortex where the ships come in and out of. And Definitely is. <laughs> Sorry, yes, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, and to this day, our, you know, lovely government will tell us what's going on because they will or they won't they won't no they won't (laughs) no because they're part of the idea of keeping it under wraps because they have their own ulterior motives with maybe galactic neighbors that are not necessarily got our best intentions and i mean dr greer speaks about this stuff and This is why it is imperative that we send more love to all the situations going on. I hope I'm not rattling on and on. I passed the time. No, that's fine, Rama. I'm wondering then, you seem to be saying that there are ancient and pre-ancient galactic technologies that are awakening and starting up in the Earth. Would you say that's true? Yes. I mean, 
Uh, Michael Salia talks about this in his own weird way. And I mean, you know, forgive him, but Michael Salia is a trumper thumper and I send him more love. But he talks about these technologies and they are real and our secret government and the various ABC agencies know about this stuff. Yet, what I understand about it is that there is a frequency with it that you got to be in the office of the Christ and know how to use this technology or it ain't going to work for you, just like Mr. Cash's technology. Yes. I know you've mentioned that before. Yeah. That they'll send some military types, some soldiers in to try to get something working and unfortunately they don't survive the process because you've got to have that very pure higher consciousness or it will just repudiate you um yeah yes so um have you got an update is it time for your update rama because i'm ready to take notes (laughs) caroline we want to call on our brother vinaya because he's got something he wants to share with us oh i'm sorry yeah Yeah. uh, vinaya Monday is 666, and we're going to pass the talking stick. He's going to share more about that and some more things. Here it comes to you, Vinayak. Brother. Hello, everyone. Uh, It's good to be here. Um, Thank you for a stimulating conversation. And it brought to mind that we have the beautiful Cash introducing his technology on this momentous day of 666. We also have the opposite energy of what 666 can be about. And to me, that is an old timeline. And we can all choose to transform and raise that timeline and raise our understanding of the number and really identify with the energy that and the power that exists behind June 6, 2022, which is 666 energy. And I have no doubt that the the other uh, side of the uh, um, let's just say the uh, the negative, if you will, versus the positive, which we are. The negative is there, and yet we can overpower that. We are the light. We are the love, and we can, right this moment, decide that on Monday, we are no longer at the effect of or it never have been at the effect of, or do we need to give our power away to anyone any longer? That this is the the moment of change. This is the moment of shift. It is where we use our consciousness. It is where we use our uniting and coming together as one. It is where we create and allow the Sara law to be enacted 
and to be brought forth. And all of us need to visualize and to stay with this image of the power of who we are and remember that choice and stay in your God self, stay in your I am presence, stay in your all that isness. There are many, many names and words that you could use for this. But I'm just reminding myself that we do no longer have to be at the effect of any of it. We are the power. We are the light. And we are the love. And we have the ability to transmit and transform and and reunite with our God presence on this day. And we can do it right now, as a matter of fact. We can do it anytime by just choosing to take time to allow ourselves to rest, relax, be at peace within yourself, do the work that is needed within yourself, and visualize the world that we are here, that we came here to co-create together in love and oneness. So I would just add that about the six, six, six energies. And if anybody would like to add to my comment, please do so. The Nyack. The Nyack? Yes. I would like to add that this year... This whole year of 2022 is six, and that's honoring Lady Master Nada, who is on the sixth ray. And that's very interesting as it's honoring the divine feminine energy, complement, consort of Sananda Kumara for the whole year. And I think it's just warming us up to uh, um, working uh, in a more balanced way, equal between the divine feminine and the divine masculine, inside and out. Uh, That's probably uh, worthy of noting, wouldn't you say? I just ask you if you want to say more about that. Brother Benayak. Well, it's also interesting that we're halfway through the year, folks. That's right. Of, of this year of six. And it is the reuniting and it is the acknowledging of the divine feminine within each of us and the balancing of this divine masculine feminine energy, which is bringing us back into oneness. So now is the time. We can create our world that we wish to live in right now. And we don't have to go anywhere. We don't have to do anything. It's all in consciousness. And as we do it in consciousness, 
we will see the manifestation of it. Absolutely. Absolutely, says our lady master there. Um, <laughs> okay, well, um, thank you, Vinayak. That's, thank I mean, you. the whole month is a six months. And the number six is the center point between the number five and the number seven. The number five is the emerald green ray. And the number six is the ruby ray. Mm -hmm. And the number seven is the violet ray of St. Germain. So we've got Lord Hilarion on the fifth ray for a physical healing. Lady Master Nada on the sixth ray, uh, you might say the ruby magenta ray, which is actions speak louder than words. I know we've heard that statement. Actions in terms of divine loving presence in all that we be and and be around inside and out that kind of field of love and that's what celia fenn is talking about in terms of the number six uh and june being the sixth month and the whole month is by immersing ourselves in the field of love and consciously doing it and not forgetting not even for a split second. That's quite a, a, a walk, quite a dance. Uh, so I'm going to do nothing of the sort of reading this. I'm just going to say, Brahma, you send it out and we'll get it on our website, this uh, Celia Finn okay. material. But just remember and imagine living in a field of love. Every second, no matter what. This is what they're, um, what Prion talks about, that as we can get to that place, we can have compassion for the folks we're uh, experiencing right now that got an issue with, Anger management. I'm trying to be polite. <laughs> I could go over the edge. I won't. Uh, <laughs> this is Friday, the Dalai Lama. Um, he, on May 27th, there was a documentary that came out called Joy. Be, and it was the Dalai Lama and Archbishop Desmond Tutu. And I... I think it's came out tonight again, if it did come out. Yeah, free, view, free, free viewing of the documentary. And, and it goes from tonight at 6 o'clock 
till what is it tomorrow night at six o'clock or something in there yeah you got to read that yeah or is it Saturday night till Saturday night? I think it's for two days. Don't they say two yeah, days? Yeah, June. So we'll get a chance to play it for everyone. We haven't decided whether we'll do it Friday evening or Saturday. But um, I think it's about an hour. And having a conversation, the two of them, and we get to listen in on uh, the Dalai Lama with his Beloved brother, Desmond Tutu. Wow. And this is Friday. I I called the nameless ones today based on an intuitive nudge. They said to me, greetings, Lord Rama. We are here in the Wisak Valley doing the meditation decrees and prayers for all the people who have experienced violence in this last little moment of time. We are expecting some galactic visitors from Alpha Centauri. They are galactic ambassadors for ministers of science and geology. They are here to help us fit together some of the missing puzzle pieces of what happened as the flood occurred as well as what happened at the destruction of Maldek. This is a very large story. Enki and Enlil knew about the incoming asteroid that would cause the flood. Conveniently, they failed to tell the people of Earth conveniently and Yet Noah and his son, Shem, forward slash Melchizedek, gathered the people in an amphibious starship and took them into the inner earth, entering through the Turkish portal at Mount Ararat. Forty days and forty nights later, they re-emerged on the surface of earth yet they remained in the amphibious starship and Noah and Shem took them on a little air tour over Earth's surface. They could see, for example, that mountains had become seas and seas had become mountains. Clearly, this was a polar shift which had occurred. They could see that the entire surface of Mother Gaia had been transformed. What has not been revealed is that Noah and Shem were black. And this is, I bring it back to the number one issue we got right here in our present uh, state of affairs on the planet. As we go through this Memorial Day weekend, Let us focus on Venus and the love pouring in to this planet, Mother Gaia. Stay in the high heart, Satnam Namaste, blaze the violet fire. And this is Monday, the Dalai Lama. Various emotions are part of our mind and part of our life. Jealousy, that amounts to competitiveness can stimulate us to achieve more, then it's good 
when the result is that we try to harm others to beat them, it is to be avoided. And this is what we're seeing with our current state of affairs with our politicians, lobbyists, and other critters that run through Congress. It's all about the money. And this is Monday. I received a text message this morning from Tom the Ringtail Cat and Sweet Angelique the Cat at 11.55 a.m. They said to me, Lord Rama, we were at Stonehenge again at sunrise, honoring all people who have left us at this time. We worked with crystals and geometric forms. We sang to the stones. They began to vibrate. They sent out a frequency across the galaxy to raise the frequencies up for the sake of all humanity. Then we went with our starcraft up over the island north of Norway where the World Food Bank is stored deep inside a mountain there. It's a vault where all the seeds are stored. It's like a nuclear fallout shelter, among other things. We were taking atmospheric samples of the air quality in that region. They do that, and then they send that data to the ship's computers on the New Jerusalem and the Dove and the other 12 huge motherships in orbit around the planet. We were uncloaked at that moment, and two F-16s came out of nowhere. They were tracking us on our radar. We quickly activated our cloaking device and vanished from their screens. What we can say about this area is that Russia, China, and the United States are still patrolling the skies in the area. The potential for earthbound aircraft to collide in this region is quite high. I asked Sweet Angelique the Cat, why would the United States be so lax in tracking this area? She answered, possibly the United States wants to create a trauma drama meaning they want to create a serious accident, like a mid-air collision, and blame it on Russia. Then there's another little situation to deal with. This is a repeat performance of what the United States-backed President Z is doing in the Ukraine. Zelensky. Yes. Mm-hmm. Let us put all of this in the circle of support and pray peace. The energies coming in from our sun soul are extremely high. See you in the light of most radiant one. Satnam Namaste, blaze the light of fire. And this is Wednesday. I sat in the fairy ring today beginning at 11.23 a.m. I called in all the hosts of heaven and all the beings, known and unknown. Then my phone started beeping, and I got a text 
message from Lady Nada and Mr. X. They said to me, Lord Rama, the United States and Germany are playing a very dangerous game with the Russian bear. Mr. X said, Lord Rama, this is called saber rattling by giving Ukraine heavy weapons. In response to this, Russia is doing military drills at the orders of the Russian oligarchs, nuclear military drills, not at the orders of Putin. Captain Ashtar knows what's going on. The transmissions of lamestream news could change at any second. It will be interrupted by special news and information by a galactic representative of the Astor Command. We are in the midst, the most transformational time. Please send loving kindness and compassion for all the troubled spots on Mother Gaia, Satnam Namaste, Blaze of Violet Fire. And this is today. Uh, Thursday, I received a text message from Tom the Cat, Larry Curley, and Mo at 11.50 a.m. late this morning. They all said to me, Lord Rama, we are in London for the Hologram Queen's 96th birthday celebration and her Platinum Jubilee. There was a grand parade. The jets flew overhead. The Queen watched from her Buckingham Palace balcony. Harry and Meghan were visibly absent from the soiree. Meanwhile, Yemen, of all things, has declared a ceasefire in the last 24 hours, and Ukraine and Russia are still going at it. We are watching the Schumann resonance go off the charts again today. Stay in unconditional divine neutrality and love. We are in the biggest test of our lives. Do we pick up the flower or the gun? See you in the light of the most radiant one. Satnam Namaste, place of violet fire. And this is a note. Stonehenge, Stonehenge has a subetheric generator under it as do Giza and the pyramids in Romania, Bulgaria, China, and elsewhere on the planet. They are like central supercomputers that talk to the core of the Earth and keep the Earth stable. If one of them went offline, Mother Earth would be destabilized. If someone were to try to play with some kind of nuclear device to try and affect the field, it could affect the electromagnetic field around the Giza or Stonehenge or Romania, for example. And the Ashtar Command would be there so fast it would make your head spin. I passed the talking stick. In other words, checkmate. Checkmate. Only love. And in this month, on this sixth day, uh, uh, the anchoring of that field of love never to go away 
comes to the planet. Yeah. And that's the same day that Kesh is going to the moon in five minutes and back. <laughs> Very interesting. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I want to focus on Mr. Kesh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess what he would say is that then focus on well-being for all. That's right. That's the deal. Imagine seeing your loved ones, even though they're, you know, like uh, there is no veil. It might seem like there's something yet very likely as we get in and out of the guest unit, we can talk to you know, our friends and loved ones and all the various folks that I talk about from the nine realms and then some. And I believe you, me, there is a lot to talk about. 13,000 years of catching up. Matthias has some of the wisdom you know, and sharing it, you know, it takes all of us to get all the memories back because all of us make up this unit of this planet. It's a living computer. Each one of us has a facet, a piece to it. That's why we're so imperatively important. And at the same time, they're trying to mess with it and mother knows what to do i pass the talking stick i'm just gonna go say that um uh the um the 14th of june which is a week from next tuesday which is the 7th of june so the following tuesday then there would be the ashtar legacy call that day and on that very same day is the full moon. And it's in Sagittarius. And, you know, the motto for the Sagittarian is to follow your heart. Yes. So the Sagittarian has a centaur. They're riding on a centaur, right? Half man, half horse. Yeah, and they, and I think he's got a Oh, horn. no, that... No, he just no, no unicorn. No, no unicorn. Okay, all right. Sorry, but um, Sagittarius to the great travelers yes. of all time and all space. So home is where the heart is. That's a and there were symbol. actual centaurs on planet Earth at one time. Like there still are, you know, unicorns. The centaurs were kind of. One of the experiments that happened when souls got trapped in various bodies, and that's a whole nother discussion for a whole nother time. I passed the talking stick. Okay, and then that full moon in Sagittarius on the 14th is also uh, with, with galactic center at 27 degrees Sagittarius. Um, they're with each other that's amazing and they're saying we can expect strong flow of diamond light codes from the galactic center to earth diamond light codes i'm in for that (laughs) um 
I just say, keep our hearts open because it's not going to stop. The unmitigated loving presence of all love on earth is with us for the duration of all time and all space. And any one of our members here of the round table would like to say something about all of this. Please don't hesitate to jump in and grab the talking stick. Well, I'd like to talk a little bit about what Vinayak said. Oh, please do. And what is the opposite of 666? Using those same numbers. Flip them upside down. We have 999. Yes. So remember, there's always, what do they say? Opposites attract. All sorts of things about numbers. But as soon as Vinayak said 666, I immediately flipped it around to 999. And if you multiply six times three, you get 18 and eight and one is nine. And if you multiply nine times three, you get 27 and seven and two is nine. So they both add up to nine times when you multiply. All goes back to nine. And what's nine stand for? Completion of a exactly. whole cycle of love. So the pie is done. Put the icing on it and let's have some pie. <laughs> I yeah. just remember when people say that, I think of, I think that the date was the 13th of October and uh, Barack was giving some talks that year before the election when he got uh, reelected for a second time, but he was, uh, he was talking in Colorado Springs outside all these people, and he said, I love pie. <laughs> and Vinayak, I, I know you love pie. <laughs> Yet what I think he was referring to was a different pie. Mm, the, the square root of the right angle of an isosceles triangle equals pie. And the numbers for that when you do the math, they go on forever. There's never a repeated pattern that not even once. The numbers are 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 infinite. It's mind-boggling, but it's true. So the square root of a right angle of an isosceles triangle equals pi. And Era. Yes. Oh, you scared me. <laughs> Patty. Right. Is your hair standing on end yet? Did I really succeed? <laughs> you did. I jumped out of my skin. Patty. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. That's, that's, a, that's a vision I don't want to have. Um, <laughs> I want to ask you about this. You, I've heard you say before that nine is the completion of a cycle of love. Is that what you said? Yes, Penny, turn your sound down just a Again? wee Again? Okay. Yes, yes. How's that? Better? Better. That's better. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. So, yes, I did say that. So, what does that actually mean? Because we're just finishing 13,000 years of something that one could hardly call love. Um, 
unless we talk about, uh, you know, all kinds of esoteric, etheric, uh, and high-level things, because it's it's felt more like being kicked around the block for once a day for how many, 13,000 days, years worth of days is what yeah. it feels like. So how is that a cycle of love? Um, well, I the first thing I thought of is that um, we've traveled through um, these testy times only because a small group of us concerned about evolution of humanity and uh, the sacredness of our planet that we live on, uh, exercising love in their pre- loving presence in their whole lives, and over and over con- reincarnating over and over again, and anchoring that same loving presence on the planet throughout thirteen thousand years. That's what we want to focus on, and that's an accomplishment that is contributed to the whole of humanity one way or another even in the face of as mother said 500,000 of us being escorted by Peshat warriors on a starship or two or three or four or more all 500,000 of them being escorted to Dracos to be tried for intergalactic war crimes nobody dies Everybody gets their assignment for however it takes until they ascend as well. That's major right now. In other words, only love and everybody is being guided, uh, you might say, oversighted uh, in terms of characters that Uh, are required to do certain things in order to rectify, uh, you might say, damage done from their shenanigans. And that's a polite word for the shenanigans that... War crimes. Are called war crimes right now. So, So if I am to summarize this, what you're saying is that some of us... Now, we're talking about... um, being successful in experiencing love and compassion in our light bodies. Because sometimes in our physical bodies, which was what I was talking about, it doesn't really feel like love unless it's about um, the fact that what we've gone through both in our physical bodies and in our uh, etheric bodies is we've transmuted uh dislike we've transmuted hate we've risen above the physical to understand it in the uh, spiritual and etheric terms is that what i'm hearing you say or one version of what you're saying yes we're um many people are a larger number of people are larger number than ever before are remembering their incarnations and are getting assistance in remembering their incarnations because there's many more of us that have gone ahead and remembered our own incarnations so that we can assist these 
larger and larger groups that are coming into their own memories of their contributions. And the energies that are pouring in now are higher and higher frequencies of love, meaning the whole of humanity collectively is ready for this. And this is the first time that we're ready for such quantum leaps and doing these quantum leaps many times and not getting tired and knowing how to breathe and rejuvenate and not allowing things that go on that are of a less than loving nature to you might say suffocate us or drain our energy drain our energies we've learned a lot of lessons around that and we've learned how to blaze the violet fire and we blaze the violet fire and uh breathe long deep and slow breaths well I I just want to add to that that I hear more and more conversations in in spite of it of flus and all the flus and other things that we could talk about. There are still more and more people um, speaking in terms of love and that that fighting is not the way to get anything done. I hear more of that. So that also sounds to me like um, a completion. Not necessarily a completion of love, but a completion about the learning of love. You know, now it's time to apply it. Yes, and I I am clear that I can see when I'm checking on the news that the vast majority of the human race are watching this country think that they can be bullies over there in Ukraine. And... Uh, uh, the the bias of the Western media is being viewed with a much more discerning uh, eye, you might say. You mean it's being seen by people more? People are di- more discerning of what they're seeing, is what you yeah. mean? Is that it? Yes, mm-hmm. we're not we're not being led by the nose. Oh, let's all go fight, and we're always the right guys, and Russia's always the. Oh, that is so not happening anymore right and 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 the people in any way possible are offering positive solutions and the access to positive solutions are astounding right now i mean the 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 uh just look at the keshnik technology he's going to the moon in four days in five minutes and back. And, and we have these people that are spending billions of dollars with fossil fuels and taking minerals from the planet to make, I'm sorry to say, some kind of gigantic sex toy they're sending up into space. You know, rockets. Yeah. yeah. Well, Somebody was doing some math today or yesterday, whether I heard it or read it, I'm not sure, $548 million to send, you know, to send some more weapons to um, 
Ukraine, and uh, they were doing yeah. the math about how much you could get out of that if you if you didn't send the weapons, but you spent it on other things like education and so on, and do far more good. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so there are people doing that and saying that kind of thing out loud more and more. So and they're not dead yet. So I guess that's good. I think it's more like seven hundred and some million penny. I think so. Mm. Yeah, but still, it's 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 a pile of cash that's going for worthless stuff and yeah. useless stuff. No, it's not getting anywhere. No things, progress there. Things that kill people. Yeah. Um, okay. Thank you. Thank you too, Penny. Um, let's see. Oh, okay. The United States has the third highest rate in the world of murder. Third third highest murder rate. Huh. If we remove Chicago, Detroit, Washington, D.C., St. Louis, and Philadelphia, the United States becomes the 189th out of 193 countries in the world for murder. So the murders are concentrated in those big cities. Wow. Clearly, clearly there are underground sales of weapons happening, regardless of gun control laws. That has nothing to do with the fact that there are gun manufacturers who know exactly what channels to use on the black market to sell to anybody, literally anybody. And um, if they're felons, if they're underage, who cares? And, you know, it's just, it's a thriving market. And the government has dipped its paw in, just like they are in cahoots with every mafia operating in the U.S. and elsewhere in the world. And we can't pretend that what we see on the surface explains the whole story, because it doesn't. No, the thing is that the we've been told and the faction three white knights are speaking for the last six months that this this controlling uh, group have lost their position. They have they have lost their government. They have lost their that's not a government. They've lost their monopoly on money, power and sex in the world, mm-hmm. if you will. They have completely lost that um, that modus operandi of humanity being abusive to their nature. And this month, I think, is speaking to that in terms of bringing that field of love onto the planet and it replaces all of that. And the inspiration for something better, even to the most uh, unbecoming characters on the planet is begun. The transformation of all life is begun in a very, very earnest way. And of course, as we are capable, we embrace more of our abilities 
to do positive things in the world. And we share that with each other. So how's that? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I just, I feel there's a tendency to blame gun control laws on people dying. And that's to me is kind of strange. So I, I tend not to go with that. Um, but um, yeah, I feel like the transformation is so powerful and the resistance we're seeing from the old power structure um, is one of uh, pulling out all the stops to use the usual communication methods like the media and including social media to assure us everything's falling apart. And as they're doing that, they're doing it to lower our vibration, but I'm not convinced it's working. I'm not convinced even these, these trauma dramas are working because no. what it's happening is it's waking people up all the more and it's alerting them to the fact that we have to wake up and uh, take care of one another in the world. Um, right. Yeah. So, sort of have the opposite effect in some ways. Um, I, I did have a question about um, what Rama was, was, talking about with Shem and uh, who was, who became Lord Melchizedek in another incarnation, you're saying? No, it was the same incarnation. Same Shem, incarnation. Shem, uh, he is the fifth son of Noah. Noah. No. Yes. And in that incarnation, Shem became, became Mel- Melchizedek. That wow. Very, that very one. He ascended and took that roll on yeah that's right Ever oh since. i didn't even realize and that's one of the incarnations of sananda kamara uh, is it no no shem no no shem was the, the fifth son of noah and shem malchizedek is very related to sananda kumara but all right Melchizedek is Melchizedek. He has a particular specific role, but the loving presence of Sananda Kumara, yes, I would say so. I would say so. Yes. All right. Very good. So this was an amphibious starship. I just love that. I love that story. <laughs> I know. And the and all those people that went for a little ride, they went out for a ride on an amphibious starship. And they traveled for quite some time. And they never forgot the change in their metabolism, the change in their being, the change in their experience. And they came, kept coming back again and again to bring that to others. Nothing yeah. has ever forgotten. Nothing. Yeah. And Very beautiful. I'm, I, I'm looking at now um, at um, what Tom, the ringtail cat and sweet Angelique were saying that they sang to the stones and the stones at Stonehenge began to vibrate and they sent out a frequency throughout the galaxy to raise the frequency of all humanity. That is so astounding. It's so beautiful. And my question is Rama, do you think that your average person could do that? Because there's a tendency to look at that and say, well, I'm not as evolved as they are. It's not going to work for me. (laughs) Uh, What I can say is that don't think so less of you. Because we all have that ability to sing and to, you know, 
uh, chant the mantras and the sound frequencies once you get past the um, embarrassment of how your voice sounds <laughs> and just focus on the sound frequencies, it goes to a completely different level. And um, it's it's like going into an alter, alternative journey uh, without the uh, ayahuasca or the whatever. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Very I mean, what, what we, there are so many things that People like Bruce Lipton and Dr. John Lilly, that's a name that hasn't been brought up for many moons, that he talked with the dolphins <coughs> and the whales. And as we can um, do that with our own consciousness and actually talk to the whales and the dolphins reach out with your consciousness like dr greer talks about the, with the ce5 meditations you will actually touch upon the whales and the dolphins i've done it and they talk to you they send geometric patterns they are complex and very intense in the intricate structure and as you, you know, focus on the symbols, they form words in your consciousness. That's the only way I know how to describe it. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. I just, I also had a question about the F-16s that came out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, I mean, can't somebody like, these two Bashats, Tom and, and Sweet Angelique, don't they have the capacity to repel any attack from the F-16? Or were they not in that, the right kind of ship for that? Oh, they could repel. They just chose not to do they it They chose not to do that and create an incident. No, they just uh, disappeared. Yeah. I uh, mean, sure, they could, you know... Uh, take out the F-16s and being that wouldn't really serve no no that that only is uh, more trauma drama so to speak (laughs) so they couldn't like put up a shield whereby they wouldn't be affected by any shooting from the F-16s yeah they could put up a shield yet that would reveal their presence and they weren't exactly ready to reveal their presence not yeah. in that way, no. Yeah. Too complex a situation, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would create quite an international incident over the world's seed ball. What was, yeah, what was the point, do you think, of them mentioning, oh, we're in the north of Norway and, and you know, we're right where the, the World Food Bank is stored? What, what do you feel the point was of that? The point, I believe the point of that was to let us know, let the world know that, you know, we're, we're always in your skies, as well as our ABC agencies, yet we've got the upper hand. And, you know, just to let you know, not to 
go into panic mode, that sort of thing. Yeah. And we know how to respond without Yeah, violence. we know how to neutralize the, you know, technology of death as the F-16s were to, you know, arm their, uh, you know, missiles, so to speak. Mm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. It's it's quite a delicate dance, and I, I mean, right now this Tom Cruise recently came out with his new remake of Top Gun, and it's like, you know, they're glorifying yeah. warplanes, which is not exactly a good thing. They're trying to get people to drool over violent stuff. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I was just thinking about that, that they're putting out that sequel and or remake or whatever. And absolutely, they're romanticizing the military. And I see it on television as well. And and generally, you don't see the guys who are or men or, or women who are missing limbs or, you know, yeah, there's not yeah. as much talk about uh, or showing about uh, those who didn't come back. And um, it's, it's, oh, astounding to me we're 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 still there we were there 50 odd years ago in nam and and we're still there and and i just uh you just feel like you want to shove the world forward and 12 and a half steps um well i'm i'm looking forward to what mother said she said that the guns won't work anymore at a certain point yes and all the weapons of war they will be neutralized they will not function anymore ever but where where do we need to be frequency wise in order for that to to actually come to fruition? I think that what we need is to have that unified field that is so strong, so impenetrable that it's you know a ring past knot, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Like Patty talks about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's a sound, it's an energy frequency that no matter what you do, you can't get around it. You just got to deal with it or go away. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Absolutely wonderful. I, I was in Sedona uh, when, when I lived there for a few years uh, until 2019. I was in my apartment and I heard this roar overhead and I thought maybe a plane was going to land on our, our building. And I dashed outside. And a lot of people did. And there was an F-16 uh, weaving around like it was trying to trace something. We couldn't see what it was trying to tra- track or trace, but it was just um, dashing back and forth. <laughs> and then it, I mean, really making a loud ruckus. And then it just shot out of sight. And uh, I, I just, I said to the people who were out there, with me i said he was tracking somebody that he, he that was a craft that was an et craft i guarantee you because otherwise this, his pattern made no sense other than the fact that he was trying to follow something and um i'm just thinking probably that happens more often than than we're aware absolutely it's happening so many places now more than anything ever that's been happening and i can feel it and i think we can all feel it there's an uplifting energy available to all of us 
even in the most difficult of circumstances mm -hmm. and it's being noticed by so many more people than ever that really helps that helps even though some people are this thing um i know that omina said that the uh saint germain said to her that uh the galactics will intervene on this jab story and this whole thing because it was just such an evil plot yeah. and i i really strongly resonate with that yeah i think actually the collective said that um i don't think omina said it oh she, okay she, she excuse went in, me please collective okay. please forgive me <laughs> That's all right. no no worries um because i think omina um you know, is okay with, with the, the injections. But um, I remember the collector saying early on that uh, there is an invention and there has been. That's ideal. right. I remember I asked the question and the collective answered me. I remember. Yeah. But I mean, I think there has been real intervention or else many more people would have died. And um, unfortunately we have lost a lot, but um, it's, um, I, I feel also that, with the atmosphere of truthfulness on the planet now that more and more people begin to see through this whole, oh, oh, another pandemic thing with uh, trying to do with the mon monkeypox. And did Rama's people comment on that? I might have missed that if they did. Rama? Uh. Um, Caroline's asking about the monkeypox. <laughs> I can only just say uh, where the F did they get that one from? <laughs> it, it, it does. <laughs> oh, oh my God. God. It's like something out of a, a bad episode of Bill Maher. <laughs> it yeah. is. That's uh, very funny, Rama. I mean, before I have not heard of that till I started talking about it on the news, and it just reminds me of what you know the folks that got too much time on their hands called our selected officials in government are trying to create technology of death. Yeah. That's simple. Our FDA doesn't create things for life. They're in bed with Monsanto. What else do you need to know? Yeah. Mm. Well, we're not giving power to that group anymore. Yeah. We got a congressman talking about, you know, how to load your gun uh, on the TV. A, B, C, D. This is how you do it. Yeah. Wow. We're looking at it right now. Yeah, oh, we're, looking at a, we're looking at a Republican congressman. How to, On MSNBC. How to put your clip in your gun. Yeah. Oh. You know, what's wrong with this planet? And this is why I got to just say that, you know, what Dr. Greer is talking about is we need to raise our consciousness to get in touch with the folks who want to help us um, 
And that's how we do it. It begins with us. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, there's a group of senators discussing gun legislation. Senator Chris Murphy, Senator Richard Blumenthal, yeah. Senator Joe Manchin, Senator Kristen, Kirsten Cinema, Senator Martin Heinrich, Senator yeah. Susan Collins, Senator Pat Toomey, and Senator Lindsey Graham, and Senator Bill Cassidy. That sounds like a pile of Republicans to me. It really does. I mean, there's a few decent people. There, but, Except, uh, yeah, I mean, Joe Manchin and Kirsten are, you might as well be Republicans. Oh, complete traitors. Chris, Mur- Chris Murphy's the only one that's really. Yeah. Uh, Richard Blumenthal's. Good and Blumenthal, yes. yes. Those two. But anyway, uh, it's not. It's not as effective as, at all anymore. I people are very tired of violence. Yeah. To answer your question, I don't know. I haven't been following the monkeypox story, <laughs> Caroline. And okay. It's a little too weird. Well, Since, they're saying it's not as dangerous as yeah. although it's very contagious. I was just wondering if any of your people had commented on it. No. No. Some people have died from it. Yes, they have. But then there are quite a number of people who are compromised quite a lot in their own being. So that could be that they have that situation. And compromised their time to take there's they're choosing to leave in maybe not so conscious a way. And that's the thing. Wouldn't that be called a pre-existing condition under the old regime of COVID? Oh, many, many pre-existing conditions, these people. Absolutely. I I agree with Rama's initial assessment of (laughs) monkeypox. What the? Yeah. Yeah. It's... It's um, everything in the pie. You know, everything in the pie. Uh, Yet, I'm just, when we get to do what we do on Fridays and Saturdays and share the knowledge of many spiritual teachers that are coming together together and sharing. And, uh, the weaving of teachings and how they all interconnect is happening on a pretty collective basis across the planet. I know that I have, have conversations with a sister of ours here that is connected to South America and they're they're less aware of the sinisterness going on. They are. And yet still, uh, everything's coming to a place, a threshold of love. Mm -hmm. Whatever the situation is and 
whatever depths of it it takes. I was so touched when you shared with us your friend who made her transition. That was really hard for you to do. I forgot her name, Caroline. Um, Uh, My friend Shirley passed. Correct. Uh, Yeah. I think it was in July, the end of the third third week in July or something. Well, she was very ill at that point, and then she passed in September, I believe. I kind of oh. blanked it out, but uh, as far as when, but um, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, she was, she was very ill and it was, um, it, yeah, it was clear she wasn't going to come through it. Um, I just spoke with her in a session today with a friend, a mutual friend of ours, and uh, she had wanted to have a session and Shirley came in at one point, a number of people did. It was really wonderful. Her essence, her pure essence is, is, was right there. I really felt it. Um, she's doing a lot. She's doing a lot to help the planet, the humanity. It's very beautiful. Yeah. So she's still um, she's still waking people up. <laughs> yeah, she's enjoying what she's enjoyed here to help people wake up and love them. Mm-hmm. And she's still doing it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the joy that comes from that. Uh, and the the strong connection connecting link it's still there caroline it didn't go away at all yes exactly right isn't that beautiful yes and i have connections with people that we all know like that i mean uh uh uh, susan of fran and susan she's always hanging around too oh that's wonderful that incredible laugh she has, she does it in my ear. And I go, oh, you, you're here. <laughs> oh, that's very beautiful indeed. Yes. Very beautiful. Just wonderful. There's numbers of experiences I'm having with people from the other side. And they are so happy to have the connections because this is making it go faster. When we stay connected, no matter what that veil it's not there anymore. And that's another thing mother said. She said, uh, as 9-11 was that evil plot and over 90,000 people died that day, uh, that she made a special dispensation that anyone who's left since then and those that left that day can choose to come back in the exact same body they left in only with the body totally well and healthy and completely well and, and be recognized and show up like that and let people know the experience that that brings in their own sense and then seeing their loved ones again, there's something happening with that even the fact that it's possible right now right it's amazing absolutely amazing and i was talking to her i guess i was kind of channeling that information for my friend today uh, that people can come back because she's lost loved ones as we all have and um yeah absolutely amazing uh i i think it's phenomenal that Mother Sekhmet created that special dispensation. And it, to me, it symbolizes we really are moving into a new era. Absolutely, we are. 
Absolutely. And we're all connected no matter what. And the Sara now. <laughs> yes, the Sara now. I think we've reached that point in our conversation tonight. The Sara now. I know that people have been listening and this has been something uh, today. This is a very powerful day astrologically and bringing in all of the angelic presences of all of our friends here on the other side and beyond. And um, we're talking about beings. Again, 95% of all the beings uh, that we can possibly know about at, uh, off the planet as well. 95% of them have some human DNA in their genetic codes. That's pretty astounding. And that brings that family of oneness to a greater perspective and call on all these beings. You know, we all have somebody of some kind. Uh, from every Rama, do you have a, a favorite friend that's not in a physical body? Um, I. <laughs> how do you define physical body? Not quite sure what the answer is supposed to be for that question. Because <laughs> <laughs> I talk to all kinds of folks, both in various realms, and I could say, hmm. The the one that I would say I hang out the most with is Tom and Sweet Angelique and Mary Curly and Mo. That everybody knows. Yeah. And they're all Peshats. They're all Peshats. And they take on form, but they're not from here. No, they're not from here. In other words, they can choose to manifest for people. Yes in various forms too because i remember tom the ringtail cat showed up sitting next to you and yeah. he was about 13 feet tall 12 feet tall. 12 feet excuse me yes give or take a foot huh yeah all right rama yes tell the story about tom the cat being the security guard in the in the uh, basement of um the capitol building when he caught um um he came into the men's washroom and there was uh, McTurtle and uh, the former Speaker of the House and somebody else. And they pulled a gun on him. <laughs> you tell that story. <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> Do you remember? Sort of, but not exactly. I mean... <laughs> Uh, that a gun is not going to do anything to Tom the Ring. Well, well, to finish the story, because I just, I every time I think about it, I can hardly stand up for laughing. And and McTurtle pulls out his gun, and uh, Tom just pointed at it, and the and the whole and the uh, the barrel just went limp downwards, and McTurtle <laughs> passed out. I mean. <laughs> Just, every time I think of it, I just oh, no. back up. You know? <laughs> That's oh, that is really hilarious. funny. I'm glad you remembered that story, Penny. Oh, uh, Rob has <laughs> told some good ones, like the time Tom did get into the 
car and the car nearly went off the road into the ditch because 600 pounds of black cat when you're not expecting it you know puts a, rather test your driving skills i must say yes <laughs> Yeah, we're talking about panther cat here now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but that story has never gone away. Oh, my. <laughs> the panther, Thomas? Yes. Tom the cat is a panther. Yeah, black one. Wow. All black. All black. Wow, okay. And he's I have to correct you. What? That is a leopard, not a panther. Panther is a classification of the series... That the cats belong to. Right. That's a common, common mistake. Yes. Oh, would it say uh, it's a classification of classification of the species of cat? Yes. Of all kinds. No. Oh. No, just the classification that the leopard is in. It's a oh. kind of leopard. Yeah. It's a kind of leopard. I'll look it up and put it in the chat. Okay. Yeah, please do. Thank you. That's very interesting. Um, okay, Rama, then you've got to call him a leopard. Yes. <laughs> All <laughs> black leopard. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, let's just say there's all kinds of people experiencing uh, otherworldly uh, things right now and so um, be aware and you can practice um, you can practice seeing the etheric light body uh, I just real quick um, if you're going to sit uh, I learned in an early afternoon session and um, the sun was bright outside, but we pulled the the uh, blinds. They were lengthwise, and uh, or I say they go across the window that way. I guess that's widthwise. And uh, then we opened just a very crack to let a little light in. And there was an all white wall at the other side of the room. I was sitting between some windows on that side where the windows were and cross-legged on the floor. And um, my friend was on the other side of the room on the all-white wall. And the light, the bit of soft light, it cast a bit of a shadow, you might say. And I closed my eyes and then squinted and just looked very, very, every so carefully at the aura around her. And I got to see her light body. It absolutely showed up. And I got to see different layers of it too. And once I was able to do it once, I worked with others and I started doing it more and more and I could start to call it in automatically. In other words, practice makes perfect. You can, you know, and believe in the magic for sure. Because all these things are possible. We all have the ability. Some of us are more prone to um, developing certain other qualities than that. I'm just saying that's just an experience I had. I didn't know. And I just like, I started working more with it. And now I can see auras 
and I can see auras even at a distance now. I mean, I can, I can sense it. And we all have these abilities. And, we, and when we come heart to heart and we share with these various experiences, they become more valid because we validate when we share. And we share with the right, right purpose in mind for uh, assisting ourselves and others for the highest good of all concern to happen here at all times. And I would say that would be a good thing to close on. And everybody listening out in the audience, we're, we're glad you're here. And call us. We'll be glad to share with you too. But time to say goodnight. And I think that uh, music maestro, are you there, Commander? Uh, thank you, Ramantara, for hosting. And thank you to all our listeners for being you, here. everyone. Oh, yes, you did. You did. Um, anyway, music maestro. Time for the closing music. Good night, everyone.